Yeah, yeah. Hey everyone and welcome back to the Throwing Up Bricks podcast. We did it! We did it! Woo! The Lakers won! Yeah, yeah. There's gonna be All a right. lot of them saying we so to start drinking. <laughs> <laughs> There's gonna be a lot of we talk on the pod today. It is episode 36 of the Throwing Up Bricks podcast. Um we're coming to you bright and early, Monday morning. The Lakers have won the championship. I'm not bearing the lead this time. We did it. I never doubted it. I never doubted it. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. The heat won. <laughs> yeah. You said that. I don't remember that. <laughs> Editing the video yesterday, you left me and Andrew hanging so hard in the beginning. <laughs> We're like, what is going on? If you, if you, if you, if you listeners want the bipolar Jared experience, listen to the first five minutes of the last podcast, and then immediately the first five minutes of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's my bad. That's my bad. But uh, yeah, I blame Danny Green, as everybody does. So. <laughs> uh, all right yeah well, i think yeah. I, actually actually lebron has five rings because he's taking danny green's ring from him <laughs> <laughs> you'll get this back when you make a shot <laughs> uh, all right but yeah um before we we get to all the awesome content that we have planned we're definitely going to talk about the lakers winning the championship over the heat we're going to talk about some ad comments we're going to talk about the celebration we'll talk about everything lakers that you no doubt don't want to hear but we want to talk about and before we get to all that though we need to do our housekeeping jacob housekeeping god why do you do the weird ones this scares me uh, devil housekeeper all right uh, yeah, if you want to reach out to us, you can do so via email at throwingupbricksjj at gmail.com. That's throwingupbricksjj at gmail.com. There is no podcast in the podcast email. But, yeah. Okay. <laughs> just that's, just to that's clarify. your fault. <laughs> I still it blame is my you fault. for that. You know, in a perverse way, though, it, it did uh, it bump my ego up a little bit to see how you guys struggled with that when <laughs> introducing the podcast. So. You Thanks put us on the spot. Yeah, I did. All right. Where can they find us, Jake? Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Alexa, Spotify, tune in. That's about it. Uh Apple. Apple iTunes, whatever. More of a pair. Call it. Yeah. Not Pandora though, because they won't accept my bid because our uh our little picture, our little cover art is too big. Uh, they yeah, wanna... they're blue people. They got tails and they yeah. fly pterodactyls who cares i think you're thinking of avatar not pandora oh but i'm pretty sure the place they live is pandora right? oh you know what you're right pandora. you're right jake you're right I am possibly sorry. spelled differently though movie possibly. guy possibly good job jake might be that's might be all right let's hit it let's hit it I stuck to the half one in honor of Jacob because he Thank bested you. me in movie trivia. And yeah, let's launch right into it. So Lakers managed to down the heat in game six, baby. 106 to 93. And it wasn't even that close, honestly. No, that no. is a halfway through the second quarter. This game was over. Yeah, yeah this game was a 30 point game. At, at I mean, yeah, point second quarter was quarter. the story. Oh, yeah. Boy. Yeah. 36 to 16. Yeah. The Lakers blew him out by 20 in that God. second quarter. Uh, after beating them by eight in the first quarter, surprisingly, I didn't feel like the first quarter was that big of a deficit. But yeah, the first yeah, quarter was, felt uh, really close. It yeah. did. Although I will say from the get go, I was texting with my dad throughout this game um, and he thought the same thing. 
that the Lakers just came out with a different energy than we've seen them in this entire playoffs. Mm-hmm. They came out and they wanted to crush the Heat. Like they yeah. came out angry and motivated from the. I mean, get-go, defensively which... they're just so oh, locked yeah. in. That offensively they're more. still they're still passing the ball to Danny Green too much, but <laughs> at the beginning. But defensively they're super locked in. But I mean, yeah. Every analyst, everybody has ever talked about this team says when they get stops and they run in transition, they're the best team in the league. And that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Once they get stops in a row, yeah. they get like three, four, five stops in a row, then all of a sudden they go on a 12-0 run because they're just running, finding wide-open shooters in rhythm. Their half-court offense, awful, but on the break, this team is amazing. Yeah, Lakers beat the Heat 16-8 to in, in fast break points. So mm-hmm. that's that's huge. You're right, Jake. Um, and I heard I heard someone talking about it. That's It's kind of reminiscent of the Frank Vogel Indiana Pacers teams where their half-court offense was definitely suspect, but their defense was so good, and they that, that generated so much offense for them. That's what really made those teams scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But obviously this is a better version. You have better players. Um, you know, you got a, obviously a better Paul George. Yeah. And a much better Hibbert. <laughs> yeah, much, much, much better. Yeah, you have AD at center instead of Hibbert. So you just you have much better – it's just much better players for him to work with than back then. And that team yeah. was already really good. Exactly. Yeah, he's he certainly got the best defensively out of this team, right? Like mm-hmm. he was the coach for the job. when We needed defense this year, right? Defense yeah. still wins championships, I think we found out. And uh, yeah. yeah, so – he was the coach for the job. Yeah. He was the and, man. And, and, the and as talented as all these guys are, most of that talent and know-how is on the offensive end, and then the defensive end is more just uh, scheme. Uh, yeah. yeah, scheme. So when you have a coach that's able to devise yeah. a scheme around uh, Anthony Davis, who's probably the best defender in the league, it, mm-hmm. it makes a difference. Yeah, and it, it tells you a lot because those Pelicans teams were that AD was on were never that great defensively. Like I think the best that they peaked at was middle of the pack, maybe like 14th mm-hmm. best or 12th best or something. Which um, is crazy because they also had Drew Holiday, who's a exactly you know a great a great defensive with, guard, with a great defensive guard. So that speaks to scheme more than anything. I think yeah. right the disparity between those those teams and the personnel that we had. Yeah. And um, I think that's so. that's one of the things that that can happen when you do have you know a great you have some great defenders. You think okay, well you know, they'll defend well. And then let me like, as a coach, you think, okay, I got to focus on the offense and like try to get good, good things going on the offensive end. Defense takes care of itself. When really I would say right now in the NBA, the if there's something that's more likely to take care of itself, it's the offense than the defense. So you really yeah. have to scheme well on defense. And like sure. you see with the Lakers, the offense did kind of take care of itself to a certain extent. Yeah. It's the, it's the classic saying your defense creates offense and that. Yeah. I mean, it was insane. They hit shots. They hit threes. I was like, "What? what's going yeah. on? They hit like three threes in a row at one point. I was baffled. Yeah, they hit timely threes because it, overall it wasn't pretty for, for either team, honestly, from, from the field, right? Like, yeah. Like the Lakers shot well from the field, but that's because like LeBron and AD ended up just going to the rim and dominating down low. Like I think LeBron was like seven for seven or something at the rim at one point. Like he oh, was yeah. just it was bold. Yeah, This was actually the first game where they really – blew out the heat like at the the basket they were 25 for 35 and they held miami to 12 for 21 miami had been like pretty much 70 percent the whole series at the rim but they really they really mashed him at the rim today which is interesting because dwight howard didn't play at all until until garbage time it is so let's talk about that let's talk about the adjustment vogel had before the game starting alex caruso rather than dwight howard um and dwight didn't see a minute until basically the the victory cigar moment right we saw one minute at the end and checked up a three but we won't talk about that uh, <laughs> but yeah 100 percent. yeah i'd rather have him taking three than danny green <laughs> um, Ouch. yeah so vogel started alex caruso in this one 
from the get-go and i thought that was that was a huge part not obviously all of it but that was a huge part of the energy we came out with because caruso brings it right from the get-go and that's going to go underplayed i think in in the analysis from this game that that he gave caruso the start and went small ball with ad at the five for the entire game um and when ad wasn't on the floor the tallest guy out there was like morris or or lebron at times so that was a huge adjustment i thought i don't know what you guys and i mean uh, if you guys it's it's something we've kind of talked about with the Heat on the pod where they um, they're so good at identifying the mismatch that they can attack. And yeah. something I had been saying earlier was that the Lakers don't really have that Kemba guy that you can really kind of attack with um, with like you know strength and size. Um, but this reflects on how flexible the Heat are offensively. They found the guy that they could attack with quickness and shooting instead, which was Dwight Howard, exactly. and they're yeah. eating off of him. Um, so then when you if you if you take out Dwight Howard and you put in Caruso who's he's not a small guard he's probably like 6'5 six, 6'6 six, six, something like that I think somewhere around there um then all of a sudden you you can't really attack anyone with size and strength or with quickness and and shooting as easily right. now it, right. it it's it's just such a, a such a different a different look yeah it turned us into a completely switchable defensive team right yeah um yeah I'm with you 100% there's no Dwight for them to pick on um, and then, you know, in a weird way, there also just wasn't Dwight getting into dumb fouls and, and dumb, like personal stuff with, with each other, right? Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't that sort of thing. And, uh, yeah, it, it's weird. If you look at the box score, right, it's, it's a little strange how the Lakers did this. Cause you look at field goal percentages and the Lakers shot 31% from three while the mm-hmm. Heat shot 35%. You saw Duncan Robinson absolutely go off in this game again. Yeah. Um, like he didn't erupt for a ridiculous amount of points, but it seemed like every time they needed a, a key three, he was there to deliver. Yeah, um, yeah. Looking at this box score, I'm actually baffled. I thought we hit way more threes just because that that run, it did feel that different. thirty point run. It felt like they were just getting to the paint and then the next play dishing out for a three. But I guess, but I think you're right. It did happen like that in that run. I think early in the game, though, we went like one for eight to begin. With. Yeah. So yeah. that that mm-hmm. that skews it a lot. I think you're right, though. At yeah. the end, it felt like we were hitting big shot after big shot. KCP was raining fire, man. And Rondo. Rondo. Was four. Yeah. I was going to say that that might have been the reason that they went on that run is because mm-hmm. Rondo just ex- absolutely exploded in the first quarter and the second quarter. He was going to work. He did. I mean, you could yeah. say this was the best Rondo and KCP game. For both, by best far. game for both of them. By this, far, this whole, I'm with this you. whole run. And, and the Casey thing, uh, sorry, the KCP thing is is interesting because if you look at the box score, it doesn't look like he did amazing. He only was two for seven from three, six of thirteen overall. Um, but he was he gave timely buckets when we needed it. Every yeah. time we needed a dagger to stop a mini little heat run, he was there mm-hmm. to deliver. That, a big that's all you have to do as a as a guy in his position with this team. If you put up 15 points, you've done your job. Right. As long as you attribute something to that point total, Anthony Davis and LeBron are going to get there, you know, 70 points or whatever. But if you just put yeah. in a little bit, it helps insanely. And we got yeah. our third star of the night with yeah. Rondo, which every and time. And AD only scored 19, which is yeah. also crazy. It felt like yeah, he's, he, it felt like he scored 19 points just on, you know, dunks and follow shots alone, yeah. let yeah. alone like the rest of his game. Actually, he might have. He didn't make any threes. <laughs> he just looked tired to me. They just looked, yeah. They were just, and they looked like they gave they up in the second quarter. It was just too much. I don't know. 
They didn't Another match big the thing, speaking sure. of, of, of Jimmy, is uh, they, they finally start double-teaming him. Yeah, good point. Uh-huh. Yeah, glad you brought that up. They did start de- double-teaming Jimmy for the first time basically all series, which is a little odd that they didn't go to it before. But you brought up a good point earlier before, on the, uh, before the podcast, room that maybe it was just like a kind of – a card they wanted to keep in their back pocket, you mm-hmm. know, they keep wanted to keep it close to the chest and they only, you know, Volk only played it when he knew he absolutely yeah. had to. Uh, the yeah. It's very down. interesting. It's almost like, cause we've been talking about how good he has, is at adjustments this, this whole run. And he didn't really adjust too much. This, this um, maybe a little bit minutes here and there, but for in general, he didn't seem to adjust too much in terms of who's playing and how they're playing for the most part. Yeah. And then he kind of saved them all, all the adjustments for, for this, this one game, game yeah. almost like a bait and switch. Like this is how we're going to play the whole, the whole series. Just kidding. Now let me give you like six things that are different. This game, see how you can handle them. Yeah, exactly. It was the <laughs> ultimate not joke. <laughs> exactly. We're going to start Dwight Howard. Not we're going to, we're, we're never going to double Jimmy. That Jimmy is, that Butler. is pretty wild. <laughs> when have you seen um, a, a team, Changed their starting lineup three times in an NBA Finals. Yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah. Is a is a it's a good it's good to see though, right? It's good to see yeah. that he'll make these adjustments in yeah. uh, weird times, you know, unexpected moments because that's yeah. when they're best. I mean, coaching is a lot of trickery and and smoke and mirrors and, and switching things around, yeah. right? And, he, and, and you got to give credit to the role players too for for accepting a role that changes by game. Yeah. Right. Right, that's difficult as everybody who's that's, ever played on yeah, a basketball. That's what the Heat. Have, that's why they made the the championship is because game by yeah. game they had a third guy, fourth guy that that filled a role that he's not normally used to playing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's great points. Great points. Um, on the Heat side, other than Jim, Jimmy did look tired. We mentioned that, he right? Looked, he looked. Yeah. He looked so tired. tired. And you they can't, were he doubling still him. Forty four minutes. Yeah. Still played forty four minutes. Yeah, like the dude the is dude. a. Yeah. No, he's a he's a gladiator, man. He's a gladiator. But he looked tired. They doubled him to to get him out of his game, right? And yeah. And really the only heat player that had a I don't know, if you want to look at statistically who had a good game was Bam. But mm-hmm. we we touched on this before the pod and we'll bring it up here again. It didn't really feel like he had that great a game to me. Like it felt like he was actually getting stymied pretty hard. But then Jerome brought up that the majority of his scoring and and this production, the statistical production at least, came in the like after they were already down 30. Yeah, the, the third quarter. Because yeah. the first half he had five points. And then um, I believe the third quarter he had like 11 points or something. Yeah. yeah. which at that he, point, had, he had like, 10 points in the third quarter. And that was yeah. that quarter was important for them and they got stalemated. So exactly. the, yeah. actually the Lakers won that quarter by a point. Lakers won by yeah. So like his, yeah. his best, his best, you know, his best quarter, they kind of, it was already it was kind of a moot point. So I think that's why it just felt like he didn't really have an impact on the offensive yeah. end. No, I'm with you 100%. And yeah, we mentioned earlier that the, the Lakers percentages didn't look good, but nobody's percentages look good on the heat. Right. So, uh, yeah. And I mean, just really in general, if you're, if you're down by 30 plus points, someone's gonna nothing, you, nothing, nothing you do is going to feel impactful. And also no. like someone's got to score. Exactly. exactly. And I feel a little bad for for Dragic because he did he gutted it out, man. He came back and played in this game, which I he didn't. Played, think he was almost played happen. twenty minutes. That's you could unreal. tell he was hurting too. He was limping. Yeah, which is yeah, that's true. And and I actually thought he played like he every time he was playing, every time he had the ball or he was on defense, it looked like he was not going to let this injury slow him down. Yeah, to me, like it, it looked like he was just going to push through the pain. And then in the moments when he had to rest, then he he really started feeling it, right? You know, yeah. as the adrenaline wears off, but. I, just a huge gutsy effort, man. Yeah, like, that, unreal, that cannot have been easy to come back from. No, um, I didn't think I mean, he would play at all. Basically in tears yeah. before, right? Like, yeah, yeah. 
So it's unbelievable. kudos to that man. I'm, 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 I feel bad for him that he didn't, you know, shoot better from the field and the, the heat didn't do better as a team. Cause I don't, mm-hmm. yeah, none of the blame deserves to go to him. I mean, he was no. actually a plus two on the game somehow, which wow. I don't know how you're a plus two on a game where they got blown out by like 30 at some points. Um, <laughs> well, Kelly Olenek was clearly the best player on the floor with a plus 19. Yeah. Well, Again, he has a, plus, <laughs> a big, a big plus in, uh, in a losing effort for Kelly Olenek. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a worrisome trend, I guess. But I got, uh, <laughs> I've got an observation about Jimmy Butler. So okay, I've always considered him a star player. Mm-hmm. Um, are we considering him a superstar? I'm still not sure. But I've seen his game change over the course of this playoff run. And if he is a superstar, he is a different type of superstar than a uh, an AD or a a Kawhi Leonard or a, mm-hmm. a Russell Westbrook or James Harden. Yeah. He's a, a guy who's going to give you 20 maybe, but he's going to make plays. He's going to give you eight assists. He's going to do the rebounds. He's going to be your best defender. He's like a, a Jack of all trades type superstar. Scotty right? Pippen. Yeah. Hey, there we go. Perfect. That's the perfect comparison. That's, that's yeah. what I was trying to come out of my mouth. You, you nailed it. Scotty Pippen. <laughs> it's Scotty ish, but definitely more skewed towards the offensive end. Right. Like yeah, Scotty yeah. Scotty was the yeah, most insane yeah. wing defender we've ever seen. Yeah, Scotty yeah, good as Jimmy is, I don't think he's yeah, 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 yeah. I think, but I do think Jimmy's better offensively, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he he has got more off the dribble moves. He's he, you know, he can get his own shot. But I like that comp as well. But, I do but think that's sort of Jack trade superstar. Yeah. If you put him with another superstar, I think he's the ultimate compliment. I think he'd be a perfect second superstar. Ah, uh, but he doesn't want that. He wants to be I the know. Man. I know. Which is hard. I don't know. I, I think, think I think I think it could work. It has it has to be someone he it has to be someone he respects though. Like I he, think he would be the ultimate compliment to like a LeBron, well, someone well, that's before, like before we even say like he needs another superstar, if Gordon Dragic is healthy playoff Gordon Dragic that we saw this entire run. And Adebayo. And Adebayo's healthy, yeah, this I is a different agree. series, yeah, right? Yeah, I agree. I I'm not saying yeah. that he should move teams. I'm just thinking in my head, uh, wouldn't it be great if you paired him with Steph Curry or uh, Kevin Durant, something like that, who can score and do all that. Right. Like, all I think honestly, it, if it should have been Jimmy instead of Paul George, that would have been Ooh. a better fit. That might be basketball, definitely. Yeah, yeah, and also because they need a leader. They do yeah. need a leader. That's and not a you know. That's not that's, Patrick Beverly. That's yeah. a very good point. Should have and been a playmaker Jimmy. exactly. That would have I mean, been. You can really say that with anything in Paul George's life. It should have been. <laughs> I his mentality it has to be the right the right pairing because he almost like the, that Sixers team was a few bounces away from the Eastern Conference Finals yeah. exactly and yeah. you never know what they could have done with the Bucks and whatnot so um I'm actually embarrassed that the 76ers let him go. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Did he just not want to come back? Did he just. I think he didn't want to come back. Okay. He didn't want to come back. He didn't. He thought other superstars on the team. I think he clashed with Ben Simmons and the coach. Like he coached with. He Mm -hmm. clashed with Brett Brown. Yeah. I think Brown really coached anybody or said anything. He didn't think he coached him hard enough. And he didn't think Ben Simmons worked hard enough. I think he thought of Ben Simmons similarly as he thought to Cat. Like you're just this mm. ultimate, like ultimate skilled guy, and you don't take advantage of everything you can. Like you don't, mm-hmm. 
you don't even try to shoot threes because of, for some reason, you think it'll look bad on your percentages or something. And he doesn't respect that. Like Jimmy obviously is the guy who's like, I don't give a crap about percentages or how it looks like you better be giving me everything you can possibly do for the team. Otherwise I don't respect you. Yeah. It's that mama mentality. Yeah. Same reason Kobe clash with Shaq. Exactly. Yeah, so, like, and everybody else he ever played with. And Dwight Howard. And, yeah. Smush, smush Parker. Parker. <laughs> <laughs> I, have smush. A smush, I have a Smush Parker rookie card, and I'm actually pretty, pretty you pumped. You do? Oh, man. It might be smush worth 10 Parker. bucks or so. I'll have to check. <laughs> In the opposite world. <laughs> smush, okay, whatever. We won't get into the Smush of the things. That's um, another thing. I, I, I know I'm talking a lot, but I had two cups of coffee, so I'm, I'm feeling good. Um, go for it. I was about to say, you, you, might, you might be able to get 10 bucks from the Kobe estate to burn that card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so I know Jared probably felt this way too, but uh, I, it wasn't until the fourth quarter was I like, oh, the Lakers are going to win this. But even during this game where they were blowing it out and during this whole playoff run, I was so frustrated and just like, oh, this team's awful. Why can't they play well? Meanwhile, they only lost, what, f- uh, five games in the, in the entire playoff run. So I'm dogging on them this whole time, and I and I'm not. It's less cheering and rooting for them, and more like, "What are you doing, you moron? Make a shot!" Like I mean, Jerry Seinfeld. That's just. So that's I think it's because the last time that they were in this position, I was essentially a, a kid. So when you're a kid, you're like you're rooting for them. Kobe's your hero. Blah blah blah. All that. And now it's like, ah, you bums. What are you doing? Get out of LeBron's way. It just felt different, and I and I don't want next season to feel this way. So I'm asking for some therapy. How do I change my... It's the curse of disappointment, Jake. It's because of what we went through the last like decade basically right since since the oh, last time boo, the Lakers were there. No, I know I know I know I know I know okay we have nothing to about I'm sorry resident Knicks fan Jerome I'm sorry but actually you should know exactly what I'm talking about the disappointment makes it so that when you have a shot at anything you feel yeah. that much more critical you know you really yeah. really you're so invested you want everything to go right and you're so disappointed when they don't take advantage of the potential and yeah. I think that's why, like, because I'm with you, Jake. This was this was almost more of a relief at the end of the day when they finally won yeah. the championship yes. than like ex- ecstasy, exactly. right? It was like, oh, thank God, this weight is off my chest yeah. finally. Like, we're relevant again. We won a championship, and and it's not like because they were the favorites. It's not like they were the Clippers. They didn't uh, uh, coming into some of these playoffs or uh, even before the bubble thing happened. I think the Lakers were like fourth on the championship odds. People had a bunch of teams yeah. favored, so it's not like they were the favored team. It's 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 weird, and I think it's just the disparity between expectations and performance, right? Because when you see games like this, you're reminded of just how good this team can be when they just mm-hmm. completely focus in, they lock in, their energy is high from the beginning, that they can just dominate teams. Yeah. But, well, I mean, it's like the first two games of the series. Remember, we were like, well, it looked like they were just going to sweep them off the floor. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we were ecstatic I, about I, that. I, and I also think it's a new. This team is bringing upon a new era of basketball, where in terms of they're not going to beat you like the Rockets. You're rooting for shots. You're rooting for threes. You know, can you get 120 points? They're going to win on the defense and then. Right. And and they their offense takes care of itself because they got two of the top five players in the league. So it's more like it's different than I've ever seen for the past decade because everything's been about the Warriors and can you stop them? And this team is a defensive juggernaut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's, it's like you said warrior. about the Warriors. They were also a defensive juggernaut. Yeah, exactly. Which is what but made that, them But that got overlooked. Possibly the yeah. best team ever. That got overlooked Possibly, because yeah. of um, because of how good they were offensively. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm with you, Jake. I felt similarly as well. I felt 
a lot, there's a lot more stress and disappointment than like ecstasy that we're doing this. Um, I mean, you heard it in the last podcast, man. I was straight up depressed. Like when, when there was like a sign that this may not happen. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how to cancel you because I'm going through the same thing myself. So. <laughs> and we're uh, like, how spoiled could we be? They lost one game in the first three rounds each. Yeah. Like they yeah. dominated. And we're like, ah, oh, Danny Green, get him out of yeah. here. The one thing I will say is that now this. Well, actually, that, that's test. still true, though. Danny Green. <laughs> yeah, that's still true. Well, Although people contract. need to freaking cool it. Okay. Like. It's one thing to send basketball hate his way, right? You know, oh, yeah. fan sort of hate. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why would you do that in the moment, you bum? Like, that sort of stuff. But, like, to actually send him death threats, which I yeah. guess people did. Are you kidding me? Like, what to is his wrong wife? with you? Nah, that's, yeah, that's, 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 that's so like, crazy. That's just separate people that fandom are, That's just psycho life. people. That's yeah. no normal You have to be able to separate. Yeah. You have to be able to separate. Quote, like, hate. From actual, yeah. like, real-life hate. It's like when you're a, a basketball player on a court. Like, you step on the court, you're no longer friends. Like, that is your opponent on the other side. But after the game, you're fine, man. You're chill. Yeah. Like, you're, you're human beings at the end of the day. You shouldn't be sending death threats to people because of a sports game. Like, I just think if you're going to – if you get that mad over a sport, you need to – maybe a new hobby. Maybe yeah, delete yeah. Twitter and learn how to weave a wicker basket. That's my advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sports is not the thing for you if that's how you react, for sure. Jesus. So sure. some shit, man. Come on. So I would yeah. like to apologize to Danny Green. I know you missed a lot of shots, especially a big shot. But, hey, you, you played. You gave your all for this team. You did what you could. You're a champion. All, all the hatchets buried. You, you, I don't think he cares anymore. He's got a ring. Speaking yeah, of Danny he shouldn't Green, care he, at all. He's involved in, a, in another preseason Kawhi Leonard prediction that ended up coming true in a different way. So the first one was the the Leonard versus Adetokounmpo in the finals one because <laughs> with uh with Myers Leonard and and Costas. Um, but the other one is the player will leave Toronto for LA and win the championship, and that ended up being Danny Green Maybe instead him. of yeah. Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got our Leonard versus Adetokounmpo matchup for sure yeah. in the finals here. That was an interesting subplot, right? Ka- Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard got uh, he got Greek prophesied, where it came in, it came true in a different way. Yeah, it came true in a, tra- yeah, in a was, tragic way, way for him. It. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it. It's gonna be me versus Giannis, and it's like, nope, it's gonna be Myers versus Costas. The Oracle told me I'll leave Toronto for LA and win. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Well, we, I need to give my fact, so I've got two of them for you. Okay. Oh, nice. Okay. Number one yeah. is I can't remember if it's fifty four or fifty six. Maybe 52, something 50. But That's every time pack. the Lakers this season led in the fourth, going into the fourth quarter, they won, which is that a is pretty a crazy stat. Amazing yeah. stat. Yeah. And then my second is that Rondo is the second player in NBA history to win a chip with the Celtics and Lakers. The other being Clyde Lovellet, who everybody knows is one of the best players of all time. Wow. Isn't that the villain from Wild Wild West? <laughs> 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 no, I think the villain in that movie is whoever produced it. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, I think, Not I think... a fan of the steampunk, eh? <laughs> <laughs> it, what's yeah. interesting about that, getting back to the stats, what's interesting about the first one is it's funny because I remember you guys talking on the podcast, like the Lakers did their classic Lakers thing and let them back in in the fourth quarter when they actually won every yeah. single one of those games. Yeah. But they do let them back. They just finish it. Thankfully, yeah. they just end up finishing yeah. it somehow. Yeah. Yeah, they're fifty-seven and zero. I think is the official stat that's uh, this oh, wow. season when when leading after after three quarters. So, yeah, that's insane. I don't think that's ever been done. I don't think anyone's ever gone perfect after leading after three quarters yeah, throughout the season. Pretty crazy. 
yeah, so that's another historic stat. Um, let's let's move on from this game individually, um, mm-hmm. and let's talk about the implications okay. uh, at a more global scale. Yeah. So, LeBron gets his fourth Finals MVP, uh, unanimous, eleven zero. Mm-hmm. The voting. There were no votes for for AD. There were no votes for Jimmy. Uh, you know, do you guys yeah. think that's the way it should have gone down? Um, uh, yes. I'm, okay. I am a little bit surprised that no one voted for Anthony Davis just because voters too. are very rarely unanimous. Um, so that that's surprising, but I think he should have got it. I mean, trip, 28 point triple double in a, in a, you know, in a blowout game. Like it's what we're kind of saying. Um, we thought they would win game five, but we're saying like the, the MVP of the closeout game for the Lakers is good. Probably going to end up getting the MVP and should deserve to get the MVP. And he was, based the at least offensively you like maybe you could say ad was defensively the mvp of this game but i mean lebron james yeah. offensively was the mvp lebron of this game. didn't have a bad quote-unquote bad game for lebron standards maybe but yeah uh he had six great games and anthony davis yeah. struggled in two of them so yeah i just think by the numbers you know and then a number yeah. of rounds you could call it lebron kind of got the edge yeah, yeah and no, he's uh, i mean he's everyone knows he's like he's the leader of that team too so. yeah yeah, he is. He, he definitely is. Right. Um, I mean, here's, so here's LeBron's averages during this series. Twenty nine point eight. So basically 30 points a game. Um, Eleven point eight rebounds, eight point five assists, steal one point two steals and a half a block a game like on fifty nine percent shooting, which is the highest shooting percentage he's ever had in the finals. Forty one percent from three. Like the dude just dominated this series. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, played 39 minutes a game, which I think might actually be the least amount of minutes per game he's played in the finals. Yeah, because for once he didn't have to. 40s. Yeah, for once he didn't have to. For once he had a co-star that could handle the load when when he went to the Well, bench. I mean, we'll say in the Heat series, he 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 didn't need to like that's the time of that's the point of your career where you want to be playing like the Jimmy Butler like 45 minutes a game kind right, of crap. Right. But like at this point, yeah, like when he when he got to the Cavs, he needed that other guy to he needed someone to be playmaking off the bench, and they didn't have that, so he had to play a bunch more than he probably should have. Right, right. Plus, going up against historic Warriors teams means you got to. Yeah, exactly. Stop. Like you need to. Yeah, yeah. You, you, but you I, I agree. agree. I don't think it's it was in debate. I think this was. Yeah. I mean, he outscored Anthony Davis. He out rebounded Anthony Davis. He out assisted Anthony Davis. Um, obviously, Davis is crucial to our defense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think it's a it's a good unanimous decision. I agree. What does this say about his legacy? Where do you guys land on the the inevitable goat conversation now? Now that he's finally won three championships in, uh, or, or sorry, a championship in three different markets, in three different teams, and finals MVP, four time finals in three MVP different markets in, in three, yeah, well, yeah, in three different teams. He's now sole holder of second place all time in finals MVPs. He, he wow. broke a tie with Shaq and Magic and and Timmy, um, and now he's second place behind Jordan with six. Um, my whole thing. I, I thought about it a lot and I and I literally slept on it. I keep a notepad by my, <laughs> my bedstand so if I have a uh, uh, some sort of joke in the middle of the night I can try to write it down and it never makes sense <laughs> you sleep. And here's what I wrote I found on the notepad this morning. I said <laughs> LeBron is so close to Jordan right now. He can smell the cigar smoke on his fingers. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense but actually thinking about I it like it, it does make I sense i like it, it does I, make yeah. sense. Ah, he's oh well, he also smoked a cigar didn't he in yeah. celebration the brand that's a good point i just <laughs> ah, i can't literally ahead of jordan but mike 
ha, or uh, LeBron has the best career in NBA history. You would yeah. put his career over uh, over Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Once, uh, assuming he finishes it out uh, the way we expect, I would mm-hmm. say, yeah. Like if he stopped today, I don't, I don't know if he stopped today because simply because I think so much hinges on him eventually passing Kareem as all time leading scorer, which he, mm-hmm. he by all accounts will be right. Like that, mm-hmm. that's very much in reach. As long we as have to be has. careful with the by all accounts because I mean Kobe was on track. True. Well, yeah, Kobe was. It was questioned though, right? It was yeah, like LeBron Kobe's was definitely in keep... better shape than Kobe at this point. Yeah, Kobe's body was breaking down. LeBron is is never missed a playoff game in his life. He's a, that's another crazy step. Yeah. He's basically had one injury his entire career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's that was last year. Last, last year, yeah. And um, I mean, he yeah. hasn't even passed Carl Malone yet, so maybe we should pump the brakes a little bit. But Carl Malone, he, he's about four <laughs> four thousand one hundred points behind Kimmel. Kareem all time. Um, and you get about, I mean, what do you get? Like two thousand points in a season, I think, generally. So. Uh, yeah, he's a you know he's a good four seasons of of peak LeBron or or peak ish LeBron away from passing Kareem, uh, maybe three and a half. You know if he, if he keeps it up to a good scoring level, but he should get there if he if he manages to extend his career and doesn't get a major injury. You know that that's what's stopping. But yeah, sorry back to the goat conversation. Like I I also think he has the best career if he uh, manages to pass Kareem. I think that's the one thing I need to see from him. Which you know, like I said, by all accounts. He should. So let's, uh, yeah. Let's yeah, knock on wood, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So interesting. So it looks like you're, you're firmly placing him in second place, but with the best career of all time. And I, I don't know what about do it. Maybe, maybe once a few, a couple of weeks pass or whatever, and everything settles, maybe I'll have a different opinion, but I just, I don't know why I can't put him in front of Mike yet. Mm-hmm. What, what, what is interesting about LeBron James, um, finals is that half of them have been in shortened seasons so how do, how do you feel about how do you feel how do you how do you think those affect because he well, had the lockout in 2012 this year. that's that's a good point because when he's fresh he's there's no one even close to him in terms of dominance mm-hmm. besides mike i guess um yeah my opinion on this season has already been well hashed out on this podcast yeah uh, yeah yeah so I'm not going to talk about that but the other shortened season the uh lockout shortened season that you're talking about Jerome back in the heat's first championship or was yeah first championship right um yeah that to me is no different at all than an nba championship okay. i feel like lockout shortened seasons aren't really different at all because there's still a continuation of the season it's basically like you're just playing 20 less games and and that's about it like it's still a continuous regular season leading into the playoffs everybody's still in mid-season or end-season form by the time you get to the playoffs the only thing that's different is like maybe some guys weren't as prepared during the off season and maybe, you know, it takes them a little bit longer to get into shape, but you're still in much the same place you would be during a normal regular season. Like it's not, it's not really that different to me because it's one continuous season, just a little bit shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, more people might be healthy at the end of the season, right? In a shorter season. Yeah. So, you know, to me, it counts exactly the same as a normal NBA okay. championship because the circumstances, especially once you get to the playoffs are no different. Um, mm-hmm. So to me, that counts just as much. Uh, now this championship, you know, you know, people can argue, and I'm not going to rehash my opinions. So, but uh, yeah, I, I think it counts uh, okay. as three and a half. Three and a half. <laughs> give, right. three, See, so you do make, say it counts less than. I don't know. Okay, maybe I shouldn't say three and a half. You're right. It's three plus a bubble. You're wishing and you're washing. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's hard because it's different. Like no, I, I don't right. think it, it should different. be an easy answer. Like if you if you think it's an easy answer, I think you're an idiot. Like it can't be an easy answer because it's, it's a not an easy answer. But I think at the end of the day, it counts. Yeah, I don't know. No, you know what? Fair in 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 all honesty, it's probably going to take time before people look back on it with what they're going to view it as. Yeah, yeah, but. I think I think the NBA community would unanimous, unanimously count it as an NBA championship. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. And you know what? Get, I, I'm okay with that. Getting getting back to the LeBron MJ thing for a second, I think one thing that will always help MJ in the eyes of most is the um, he has these built in positive what ifs to his career, like the two years he missed. A yeah, lot of people yeah. say, "Oh, he could he would have won eight in a row." Not even could have. People say he would have won eight in a row. I, I don't think people. that's true, but I think know, he would have won. People less say it like it. Ex- yeah, yeah. Um, With the, you've seen it, how hard it mental. is to do season after season after season. He literally right. gave himself a two-year break. There's a reason he retired. Exactly, times, you know, because he's um, a gambling addict. But there's that, <laughs> and the fact that he retired what at 36. Yeah, he yeah he, he retired, retired so young. So same year he has those. He retired in his prime one, and then he also retired earlier than he was. Like it wasn't like he retired when he couldn't do it anymore because he yeah. came back and he still was pretty good. Like what four years later? Um, he so two. he has these two. Uh, he came back a couple years later. So he has these built-in what ifs. Yeah. That that kind of boosts his legacy without even him having to do anything, yeah. which is kind yeah. of crazy. That is crazy. Um, so so that that will always be. Um, Something that helps out LeBron or Michael Jordan's legacy that LeBron just doesn't have. Doesn't also have that MJ came first. Yeah, and that always it does. Helps. The incumbent always has an advantage. That's true, and I, I agree with all the points you just made, Jerome. Okay, I think- uh, I'll stop talking because this is my last point about it. But <laughs> I, where I am is I don't have him in front of Mike yet. He's literally a hair behind him, maybe equal. But if you think LeBron is the greatest of all time. I don't blame you, and I don't have an argument for you. That's where I'm at. Okay. Yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. a great stance to take because yeah. personally, I'm with you, Jake. I think Jordan's the GOAT still. And I don't think you expected to hear that from my mouth, right? But uh, uh, No, I think you, you, you're very logical about your point. I think you just – the only thing we disagree about is the, the – I don't even disagree with you about the, the consistent finals thing. I just I think you just think I don't give LeBron the credit, and I think you might be right. Um, no, I, I think people give, I think it's the, well, maybe, maybe you're right, but I think people give Jordan credit for retiring and I don't like that. That just doesn't sit right to me. Like yeah. it's mm-hmm. always the positive spin and I'm like, he walked yeah. away from the game. Like, I don't care what the reason is. Like, you know, on a humanistic level, I'm fine with him walking away from the game. I'm not fine with you saying, oh, he walked away from the game and he could have been everything. Like he he gave up a bunch of stuff. And it's like, yeah, that's not he my gave argument. up. That's the point. That's a horrible <laughs> argument. My stance on that is that what makes him the go to me is he once he reached that peak, he won three in a row, left, came back and just picked up right where he left off and won three in a row. I don't have the no, argument. It's quite amazing. He could have done this. I don't I don't because he didn't. You can't argue somebody could have mm-hmm. if they didn't. Yeah. And, and personally to me, when you take two years off, like I respect him as an individual that, you know, he, he lost love of the game and he had the thing happen with his dad and, and that I would never be able to 
be the for you know just the the fortress that, of a person that he is right so i'm mm-hmm. not taking any away from him personally yeah. i think it was a great decision whatever he makes is, is the right decision for himself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm just saying you can't count that as a positive for his legacy no. you have no. to count that as a negative because yes. he walked away from the game yeah, it definitely helped him too it, it, it helped and it, it helped him it gave him a break as we've seen with just last year when lebron got hurt it yeah. gave him a break and now he yeah. had a great finals like, <laughs> like i mean I you gotta remember uh michael jordan was playing one of the most grueling sports in baseball that you can yeah. possibly play. <laughs> yeah, dude, I saw, I saw, I saw Space Jam. I knew, I knew how those games were going. <laughs> He's getting pumped up, man. <laughs> Newman was giving him, uh, you know, back rubs between games. This doesn't count. <laughs> uh, Hello, yeah, I, Ron. Getting back to the actual conversation, I, I'm with you. I think Jordan's still the goat. And I don't think LeBron can pass him. For me, it's pretty simple. I don't think LeBron can pass him until a couple things happen. One, his career finishes out. You know, we, we, we give a lot of credence to projections on guys' careers, but I think he actually needs to finish it out the way we think it's going to project it to finish out, where he still has a bunch of peak years. He actually passes Kareem eventually. You know, he plays for a long time, going to maybe even to 40 years old. If he plays to like 38, maybe, right? Like he needs to do these things. We can't just assume it's going to happen because we've seen so many devastating injuries and things happen to guys in the past and people fall off cliffs. So he needs to do those. And I fully anticipate he will, but he needs to do it before I can say he's done it. Right. Is that, that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. and, and secondly, I think he needs to win another championship because I don't think four is enough. I don't think four to six is enough, despite, you know, all the ha- I, hatred I have for when people, you know, idolize uh, uh, Jordan. I think the six championships speak volumes. Um, you know, and I, I think I think once you get up to the five range, once you get up to Kobe and Kareem and Magic in that range, I think now championships, the difference between five and six is more like era and injuries and all this yeah. other stuff comes into effect, yeah. right? Yeah. So two so the, the standard deviation is is um is one is more me. than yeah. one, but less than two. Exactly. So if you're within one of each other, then I consider you equal in terms of championship winners. Um it's now I'll give point. a lot of credit for for Mike for doing it back to back three peats, because that's mm-hmm. impre- incredibly hard. Like the, yeah. the fact that he did it in three peat version and didn't spread it out over his career is is ridiculously hard. And so that's where I give him more credit than maybe people like to say about other stuff. But yeah, I think LeBron needs to get to five, and then I will consider them equals. I will say Ooh. they are exactly the same. They are both that's, one. That's where I'm over. If LeBron wins another one, I'm putting him ahead, of Mike. I I can't. I don't know. Maybe I'll change my mind. I go back and forth. I the problem with me is I'm trying to mitigate my feelings and and the logic of this conversation, right? Because feelings wise, I just don't like Michael Jordan. I don't want him to be the goat. <laughs> it's 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 very Tom Brady esque, right? It's like where you just you hate the guy. Sports hate, right? Not real. Yeah. Hate. He, but like, he made he made it personal with with me by making everything personal with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like I just don't. I think he's kind of a jerk of a person. I don't think he's like a great guys sometimes um and i don't know the way he i I don't know it is a long conversation jake knows how i feel about how people act on the basketball court and off the basketball court and so like i just don't want jordan to be the best and so i'm trying to fight that urge to say like i don't want him to be the best therefore lebron is the best i don't want that to be the argument i want it to be logical so i'll wait i'll wait for lebron to finish out his career and then i'll make my comments i guess um i mean i would i i actually have lebron over jordan already um so several reasons there first of all um i think it was easier to keep teams together back then 
That's a great um, point. Because of the free agencies, like right, like there's if the if that Bulls team was playing now, Scottie Pippen's probably gone after the after at m- maybe the first three peat. Um, cause they were, they were jipping him on that, on that. Yeah. That's what I took away from, yeah. from that, yeah. from the, the whole documentary is they jipped the crap out of Scottie Pippen. Oh, and yeah. I think he would have been gone in the modern era. Um, so that's number one is just, it was just so much easier to keep teams together back then. Um, and then the second thing, I think the league was somewhat diluted back then in terms of talent because they yeah, had just, they had just, um, there were several expanded, new expansion yeah. teams, um, Obviously, the uh, the foreign players weren't as deep or as good. There wasn't as deep of a talent pool for uh, outside of America. Right. Um, and then just just in terms of like you know everyone's now on the, pretty much the same uh, same level in terms of like physical training and like nutrition, all that stuff. Because what Jordan was doing back then, that was kind of like he was maybe LeBron. one of the few guys doing yeah. it. Now everyone's doing that. So there's not like, oh, I'm the one that's working out hard in the off season. Everyone's working out hard in the off season. Like right. the talent, just everything has kind of risen it's to a good the point. point where it's just so much harder. It's it's never been harder to win a championship. I That's what I would say. I agree. I, I love those points. I, I like when people push back on the whole, the nineties era was better than today's basketball because it was actually more diluted. Like you're saying, like the talent was just yeah. lower overall. Dude, the, the talent level of these guys playing today is insane. Like yeah. every single guy can dribble a ball pretty much. Everybody can shoot. It's yeah, I would totally agree with that. The only thing that I give the nineties credit for, I think is it's more grinding with the physicality of it and mm-hmm. the, the back to backs and all that. And then the, the play that it's more wear and tear on your body but if you put lebron in that era i don't think he has an issue because he's mm-hmm. so he's such a freak because yeah, think about I this think it, he's handing it, out the punishment it, <laughs> yeah. in the span of michael jordan's career six teams were added to the nba yep that's a good point and the last team that got added, added to the nba was 2004 there's the, the bobcats yeah, the year after lebron joined the league so yeah. like yeah so it's, it's yeah so that, that definitely plays a role yeah, those no, are great I'm, points. I'm with you guys. See, I can't argue with that. I uh, <laughs> if LeBron didn't win this year, I'd have been like, "Get out of here! You're a moron! Who kicked you?" Blah blah blah. <laughs> but now I've got no argument. That's those are great points, and I, I don't blame you. And yeah. I'm the same way as you. If like if someone takes MJ over LeBron, like yeah, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> like he's yeah. he's insanely yeah. good. I'm starting ever and, since Kobe passed, I'm starting to get to this mode where I just want to appreciate everybody for how yeah, great they are. Fiercely defending one and, and 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 that, so I tried to take that into this playoffs and just tried to yeah. like watch LeBron for what he is, which is possibly yeah, the I mean, greatest. It, it's it's one season. thing to kind of miss someone when they're retired, and it's a co- totally different thing if they're like if they're dead, you know, like exactly. You get, exactly. You, there's no more Kobe. It's crazy. Exactly. That, that and just to these points, Jake, I just want to add that maybe we shouldn't be looking, we shouldn't really evaluate people anymore. I know this is never going to happen because people love ranking people one uh-huh. through whatever, but we should really look at people in terms of tiers, tier list, yeah, right? We should, point. we should look at guys in terms of like, we've, you've got your Mount Rushmore, you've got your apex mountain, you've got your mm-hmm. group at the top, which is some order of, of LeBron, MJ, Kareem, Bill Russell, magic and, and, maybe bird if you want to yeah. throw him in there right um so that i feel like that's who you kind of have to talk about when you talk about the top of the the nba yeah. um and then you know once you, can you talk start about like once you start ranking like within tiers then it's like what are you really doing at this exactly, point? exactly. At, at that point you're <clears throat> splitting hairs and like you can yeah. split a hair any kind of way so yeah. 
yeah. Sideways, Last thing I'll say on, on the game, which I didn't get a chance to say about the game um, itself, the this game six, the, the 2020 uh, finals. We saw LeBron take what I think was the first time in my life that I've seen LeBron take a pull-up jumper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he took two of them. <laughs> he took two pull-up jumpers. Driving he listened to the podcast. Huh? He listened to the podcast. <laughs> he did. He's like, oh, this Jared idiot thinks I can't pull up. All right, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and then it became personal. to be fair to lebron he did shoot them in miami but i don't think he did not a lot but he did shoot some but okay well i don't remember him shooting any in in cleveland or los angeles yeah yeah and i think it's just because we've reduced lebron's game and he has reduced his game to like getting to the rim so easily that why wouldn't he, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, if he can bully his way to the rim on every possession, which sometimes yeah. it looks like he can, why wouldn't he do that? Game, why would sure. he settle for a jumper? Like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's, but it's a good that's kind of have. that's kind of the opposite of what we say um, with the Rockets, where we say, well, you can't just take threes and, and drive to the rim; you yeah. got to take the mid range. So like he, but he does take mid ranges. He just doesn't pull he up. He did. He Not doesn't pull, pull up. up. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different. Yeah. He does. Yeah. It's, it's a different thing. That's true. Yeah, the back to the basket turnarounds are his bread and butter, but. Yeah. Oh man, I'm I'm just so relieved. I don't even know. I'm kind of I'm I'm happy obviously. I'm a Lakers fan, but <laughs> I'm also just relieved that this is finally <laughs> yeah. we did it finally. I'm also I'm also work. ecstatic about the future of the NBA in terms of parity yeah. and yeah. Uh, and and the team able to put together a, a solid team around a star and then compete for a championship. That's what I'm Yeah, cuz cuz think about it in back when LeBron, like, you know, the, the Cleveland Cavaliers days you, you, who could say that the fifth seed of in the Eastern Conference would make the finals? Yeah, no, right. never. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's so that, that's great for the Eastern Conference for sure. Yeah, yeah I think era. Yeah, I think we deserve this new decade of of more parity of basketball, especially yeah. after the Warriors' dominance. Yeah, and I mean the the talent pool is just going to keep getting better and better. Exactly, especially like tall guys seeing AD. It's like okay, that's what I got to do. You that's know? my and, like, guys like that's guys like Cat. Yes. You know, like, and then like you got, you got the Steph Curry's. It's like the little guys like, okay, let me, let me really get this, get work on my ball handling and, you know, three point shooting, stuff like that. How, how big do you think this will affect the big man market in terms of teams, not totally disregarding the traditional big man and, and not to say Anthony Davis is a traditional big man, but you know what I mean? Yeah, we talked well, about I think it before, people. I think right? what people want, they really want the the Dwight Howard big man, is a you know traditional big man that shoots one hundred percent from three point line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the dream, uh, the dream, man. That is the dream. <laughs> yeah, I think. I mean, we've addressed this topics like seriously on on other podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we we've talked about how we think this will affect the league going forward and the small ball movement, and all that stuff, and. And I think I think it was you, Jerome, who brought up like the the kind of nail in the coffin for me uh, in this point is that people do want big men, but we're just going to have to they're going to have to be a D big men. They're going to have to mm-hmm. be guys that can do everything that can shoot yeah. a little bit from three that can play that can anchor your defense and that can switch out to the perimeter and, and be mobile. Mm-hmm. Like, I think what's dead is not necessarily a big man, but yeah. the, the ancient big man. It's like yeah, the, the, the plotting big, big man. man. Yeah. But yeah. even in that case, if you if you if you're a plotting big man pass like Nikola Jokic, shoot like Nikola Jokic, you know, like he's a plotting right. big man, but he found a niche and exactly. Or like if, if you can't pass, but you're quick, you have, uh, uh, you know, and you're long, you still have, a, and you can't shoot. You can, you can be, you know, you can be Rudy Gobert. 
Yeah, you know? I'm going to use some like tier zoo terminology. You know, Nikola Jokic <laughs> spec'd out of the the plotting slow big man and spec'd into uh, outside shooting and ball handling. Yeah, and vision yeah, yeah, exactly. Categories. <laughs> you got to shift He's, around your stats. A yeah. Well, the good thing is there's <laughs> lots of those guys. You got you yeah, cat. DeAndre Ayton could get there. He's kind of traditional now, but uh, Jokic. There's a bunch of them out there, and that's my Miles hope. Turner. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> he could be though. He's got the potential. He's still young. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My hope is just that the next competitors aren't the Rockets and aren't the the old Warriors, where it's all perimeter based. I want to see a great big man dominating. That's my hope. You know what's interesting? Um, this is something I've been a point I've been thinking about. Um, and maybe we can we shelve it for you know a later podcast. But I think the small ball era actually seemingly is is um, phasing out not the big man but the the small man. Right? It's harder defensively, especially to be to be like a six foot guy in the NBA because you see what happened to Kemba Walker. Um, since everything's such a switch uh, a switch league now. Yeah. You can't teach height. You can teach big men how to how to you know. Okay, you can. This is how you guard um, if you're if you're on the perimeter. You can't teach height. That's always that's been like you know the the, the classic you know saying. And you you really can't. And since everything is so switchy, the the value you have to be your six your six foot guy has to be like your leading scorer or something like that. If he's putting in like twelve thirteen a game with like five or six assists, that's almost obsolete. Yeah, at least defense. at least to yeah. be to be like yeah. a championship level team. That's a good point, point. and I think it kind of it's favoring big wings as your star player. Yeah, if you want to think about the NBA as a as a distribution curve, right? I'm going to get a little mathematical on you here. Like, okay. what what's happening now is that we're we're sharpening the peak. You know, we're we're really condensing the population of the NBA into this middle uh, class category where you have mm. to be between six four and six nine, the majority of people, right? Yeah, because that's the most useful size. Is what we're saying, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's it's interesting because when you and it do might that, even you to, as sorry, big men get as big men get more skilled, it might skew. You know, it might skew to the big to the. It might keep skewing tall. Exactly. Yeah. Because where it used to be, if you're talking about the '90s, like it did skew tall, right? Yeah. Yeah. We had a huge distribution there. It started skewing smaller and smaller and smaller with the the. I guess you want to keep calling it the small ball shift, right? Over the last uh, decade, it, it skewed smaller and smaller and smaller. And now with this, mm-hmm. I think we've reached an inflection point where we're gonna, like you said, start seeing a skew towards the big side again. Yeah, because um, you, you can't you can't just be you don't have a spot in the NBA just being tall. Yeah, you know if that was true, Taco Fall would have been playing, not just right. randomly, not just like on not the roster. A, yeah, an oddity. Yeah, like George. There's no more. There's no more room for George Mirasan. Unfortunately, <laughs> well, I don't know because Boban's in the end. Boban, hey, don't he's not George Mearson, though. George Mearson is more skilled. He's more skilled, yeah. <laughs> and he barely gets playing time because he's a liability in, in different True. ways. True. Yeah, no, it's uh, it'll be super interesting. I guess is where I land. I just, I'm excited to see how this changes. Like, I, I'm excited to see if the pocket rockets stick with it. But they're like, no, <laughs> we still think we can do this. Or yeah. you know, I'm excited. Well, apparently, to see they're they're, they're going to trade. They're going to trade Russell Westbrook to the Knicks. <laughs> oh, Jesus, is for probably for Rockets? Mitchell Robinson. For <laughs> what I'm looking for need size off season. That's my favorite part of the season is the free agency. So finally, we get some of that. Okay, well, that's a good segue. So I'm going to talk about some free agency stuff now. Um, mm-hmm. I have written on the on the script here AD's, uh, AD's free agency comments, Anthony Davis. Um, he, he had some comments after the game. It's a really a lot of nothing. We could do a news or not segment, but I think everybody would just say this is kind of non-news. 
um, basically what he said is like the classic, oh, I don't really know, you know, free agency is a mystery at this point. But then he went on to say like, this is a great first year in LA and we're, I'm going to leave it up to my agent and he usually knows the right thing to do in these situations. Is I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what he said, which indicates like if this is a great first year, then there's going to be many more years in LA. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how I interpret those comments. I don't think, I think he'd be, I don't want to say crazy, but I think he'd be a, uh, not thinking clearly if he went to another situation right now. Um, well, I think I the idea is when you're a free agent, it's just smart to say publicly that you don't know where you're going it is. Yeah. because it gives you leverage. You if you say, oh, I'm definitely coming back, then you don't exactly. really have yeah. leverage. He's, he's got the best agent in the game. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. Here's his literal quote. I had a great time in LA this first year. This has been nothing but joy, nothing but amazement. Over the next couple of months, we'll figure it out. I mean, I'm not 100% sure, but that's why my agent is who he is and we'll discuss it and figure it out. And his best friend is so LeBron James. His agent is yeah, Rich Paul. <laughs> so LeBron James' best friends. And Collusion. LeBron's is still signed into the Lakers. So he, he's staying, at least for a, a twofer, right? At least for a one-and-one yeah. one sort of deal, at the very least. Which, like, at this point, that's really all you can hope for from your stars, right? I mean, you can hope for the big long-term mega deals signing, but but I'd be fine with AD just running it back next year and see what happens, too. Like, I, I don't think he's leaving. He's, gonna, he's like, look, yeah. my life has never been easier with LeBron. And I know I'm going to make the fi- – the, <laughs> pretty much you know you're going to make the finals essentially. Yeah. Or have I mean, a think chance. About it. I don't know. He went, he went from you have the a chance. Where he's never anything, right? Where he's never really that relevant. Yeah. To the Lakers where all of a sudden he's been talked about like we may have to elevate this guy's standings in the great pyramids of basketball, like the pantheon of and basketball He's winning. Players. Exactly. He's yeah. winning at the That's highest level. About. So like this yeah. is everything he should want. And he's going to yeah. be the guy. He's going to be our guy if he stays with us for the next yeah. 10 years, right? So, yeah. I mean, it's up to him and, you know, he may want to go back to Chicago at some point. Um, but I think, yeah. how about, how about, how about this for a Chicago reunion? You get Derek Rose, you get Anthony Davis, you get Jimmy Butler. Ooh. And Michael Jordan. Tasty. <laughs> Scotty. Why not? Michael Jordan at 60 could still do some work, man. <laughs> Bill Cartwright. Yeah. Er, uh, what's his I name? Like ben Gordon. Ben, ben Gordon. Gordon. Ben Gordon, oh man, that was a nasty playoff series with the with the oh, Celtics. That was ben so Gordon good. was going off oh. back when the early round series were kind of competitive. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. You know, I'm I'm pretty confident he's coming back. I, I think that's what that's those comments say to me. I don't. Yeah. Know, right. Like, I mean, we'll he see. just saw what happened with uh, you know, with Kawhi Leonard. He saw with Kawhi. He saw what you happens know. when you <laughs> when you abandon your city. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't know. I, I wouldn't even blame him that much. I'm honestly on such a high right now. I'd be like, I'd be just like the Raptors were this year. I'd be like, thanks, man. Thanks for the championship. <laughs> and then you'd be rooting hard against this. And then I'd be rooting hard against him. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why the Clippers lost, because Toronto was rooting so hard against the Clippers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. But then when you have moving... two whole cities rooting against you, it's hard <laughs> to believe, yeah. Three, uh, if you count LA. <laughs> yeah, if you count their home city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a laker town man and we just proved it again <laughs> let's go lakers oh uh, all right so so positing forward for us for this podcast um i think because this is, this is a natural time for a small break i think right mm-hmm. or we, we could take like a week or, or maybe a week and a half off not really you know we won't focus on anything there's not much to talk about we just kind of talked about yeah. everything <laughs> finals implications wise right so there's not a lot yeah. to talk about i think uh We'll, we'll take a small break. Uh, we'll, you know, regroup. But I, I kind of want to keep doing the podcast as soon as the offseason starts, which is going to be pretty soon. 
I mean, I'm excited, like Jake said, to talk about trades and talk about signings and talk yeah, about when, free when agency. Does, when does free agency start? And stuff? That's a great question. I have no idea. I have no I would idea. assume I November think... 1st, probably. That's my guess. Also, uh, when's the draft? That's a great guess. Did, did, did I miss that? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the draft, I don't know either. I don't know when anything happens. Um, yeah, free agents. Oh, free agency will reportedly start on October 18th. Six days from now, one week. Uh, yeah, so that okay. that was the Bleacher nice. report. That was a while ago, though, that, that they published that report. I don't know if the things have changed since then. That was on June fourth. They they published that report. Okay. We have November eighteenth for the for the NBA draft. November eighteenth. Okay, so about a and month. The season probably won't start till twenty twenty one. So, yeah, we still don't really have anything information about that. So yeah, so I think other than what we'll it, do. Yeah for the podcast is we'll, we'll take a break here. We'll start up right before free agency kicks in and we'll, uh, mm-hmm. we'll talk some free agency. If you guys are up for that, I, I love talking yeah. that sort of stuff. Mm, sounds good to me. Trades yeah. and off season implications. Those are super fun. So yeah, I think we can end this podcast there. Let's go Lakers. Can't wait to see the whole new Knicks roster next year. <laughs> <laughs> goodness. Every year. Yeah. Uh, but you know what, man? Here's a positive sign. You can hire a bunch of mercenaries and it works. Look at the Lakers. You know, you can just hire a bunch <laughs> and, of one-year guys. And, yeah. Yeah. That was probably the least fun part about the Lakers sucking for that six-year period is having this this carousel of horrible players that you don't care about. Yeah, the the Lou Williams, Nick Young, Lou Aldang circuit was Wesley not Johnson. Fun. Wesley Johnson. Jesus, I forgot about Wesley Johnson. Brooke Lopez. Thomas Robinson. Pretty much yeah. every bus just was like, all right, I'll go play for the Lakers. Thomas Robinson. Oh, my God. Yeah. forgot about that. Sounds <laughs> like the Knicks. He gave us some good minutes. Uh-huh. Of <laughs> Moody we were Nixie in for a minute. There. Oh, my God. That Moody A. Vonley. Yeah, Moody A. Vonley. Mario Hazonia. Yeah. My goodness. It's rough out there for a team, man. It's rough out there. All right. So that's it for us. Go it's Lakers. We did it. Let's uh I'm excited to see what they have if they're going to try a parade here. I don't know, man. There were people apparently gathered outside Staples last night and oh, yeah. uh, setting off fireworks and doing donuts in their cars and stuff. So Of course. Of course. <laughs> Wear a mask. Wear a mask. Hopefully. Um and we'll see diaper. what happens. But uh yeah, we're going to take a short break, but we will be back eventually on this Throwing Up Bricks podcast. Uh what do you guys got to say? get a boo congrats to the lakers oh thank you jerome Uh, on behalf of the lakers i accept that (laughs) (laughs) you are part of the team you are we (laughs) the royal we we. contributed this championship as much as gr smith did right so we deserve (laughs) we deserve (laughs) hey he got on the floor he got on the floor (laughs) he did he shouldn't have but he did (laughs) all right well for those two guys and for me uh peace we'll see you in the next one Thanks for listening.